0: Welcome to Call It Like I See It, presented by Disruption Now. I'm James Keyes, and today we discuss what we saw in some of the biggest stories in December. Joining me today is the man who aspires to be like Eddie Murphy, a boring stay-at-home house dad. Tunde Ogunlana. Tunde, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? I know where all three of them are, so yes. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) Uh, Now, we're recording this on December 29th, 2019, as this year comes to a close. And in this month, uh, which is also coming to a close, we wanted to look back at some of the notable stories and kick around what we see in and around them. Now, one caveat is that we're not going to directly discuss the, probably the biggest story of the month, which is impeachment, because we're going to do an episode on that in, in the near future. And so, this would be other stories that, that were of note, which hopefully the impeachment just didn't take all the oxygen in the room from. Now, we are releasing part one of our discussion in this episode, and we'll be dropping part two of our discussion where we get into what we see in Christianity today's call for Trump's removal and the reaction to all that in our next episode, which we'll release in a couple of days on January 2nd, 2020. So, the first story we wanted to get into in this episode. Dealt with uh, Nike releasing uh, modesty swimwear, which they're aiming uh, to, to market to, to primarily Muslim women, um, and this debuted at, it apparently to, to it didn't seem like much fanfare. Um, now, when Nike debuted the the, the pro hijab, job, uh, and I hope I pronounced that right, but um, where you know like it's it's for athleticism, you know, for for athletic events and so forth. In 2017, there were talk of boycotts and. Now and these things have sold well. It's not it's like that stuff really didn't influence the bottom line. People were angry about it, you know, and that backlash just didn't seem to be here with the swimwear line stuff that they were introducing. So is this is this progress from a tolerance standpoint, or are people just focused on other stuff? What do you think?
1: Um, I don't know, Like I think when you said something that is profound that we all know, but we don't really think about it, is this is a free country? So people can do what they want. Um, <laughs> I, um, so I mean, that's true, right? I mean, we all like to believe that we think that it's we're so open minded and all that. And then things like this happen and we react. And,
0: you know, yeah, it we, me- we, we tend to think as our open mindedness that everybody has to agree with us about being yeah. open minded. And I'm like, well, No, no, no. I just think there's more of us than them. And so I'm just, that's why I'm always like, yo, make sure you participate because if the open-minded people like, ah, oh, it's not that big of a deal, you know, and we sit out, hey, the closed-minded people are showing up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: we got to get out there and outnumber them because we do in general, you know, like that. that that's the, I
1: think, but I think what happens is, and not to really get off topic, but I think most people aren't that open-minded, but they think they are. And that's where the, <laughs> the real, um, the real problem is because, you can't call somebody something that they don't think they are. And that's, that's the problem because once you start doing that, then you you lose kind of the the focus of the argument and you start focusing on, on whatever they think you're calling them as negative instead of just trying to have the conversation. So, but back to this one, I mean, this, this was an interesting topic for me because I had a recent experience in Walmart down here. Mm -hmm. So we're obviously, we live in the Fort Lauderdale area in South Florida. Mm -hmm. it's a it's a a diverse part of the country but diversity is also um limited right we're very diverse in terms of caribbeans latin americans kind of the traditional black and white americans and 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 you know the hispanic community and there's some europeans and all that there's not a lot of um muslims here openly at least Mm -hmm. you know arabs and there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of asians you know chinese and japanese and koreans this isn't you know
0: like in contrast, me. it's a good point you make because I make this yeah. point also. In contrast to somewhere like New York, D.C., right, L.A. Right. Like Let's where, say San
1: Francisco has yeah, a San much Francisco. higher when you, population. When you, say,
0: when you say diverse there, you're talking about people from all over the world.
1: Correct. You know, when so, we say
0: diverse here, it's like diverse, meaning it's not just white folks and black folks like there yeah. is in a lot of parts of the country. or so, so, the country so
1: even country. though we're diverse, and that's what I'm getting at, we, we don't have a huge diversity, I would say, probably in the Muslim community here. So I was at Walmart um, just doing some shopping And, um, I see this, this family, you know, group of people and, you know, I turned the corner and the ladies have the regular hijab on where it's just on their head and that's it. And their face is showing and all that. And then one of the lady, I never seen anything like this. She's in the full burqa. Like I'm talking head to toe, all black Mm -hmm. and like serious, like even her eyes were covered with that mesh thing. Oh, wow. Like you could not see anything. And. I actually never realized I never seen anyone dressed like that in person. Like I've only wow. seen it on TV, like this burk, this real head to toe burkers. You know, my first reaction was I was uncomfortable. Wow. My first reaction was, well, what the hell are you wearing that shit in here for? <laughs> and, you know, my, and I kind of felt like, you know, like, Dan, that's not, you know, that's not what we're about, you know, kind of thing. I had all those regular feelings. Yeah. When you yeah, yeah. That's not regular in your sphere. But as a mature adult, I kind of caught myself and said, Dad, you know what? So what I said to myself. Dad, it's a free country. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah. That's her business. That ain't my business. She want to dress like that. And I felt kind of sorry for her at first. Like, damn, I wonder what kind of life she's living. Like, does her husband, like, beat her ass? And I'm literally like, <laughs> see oh, the my sun and, all that. and I said, shit, we're here in Florida. She got to wear all that black. And, and <laughs> you know, it's hot as shit. Hey, but yeah. I said to myself, too, well, she's here in a Walmart. There's got to be a 1,000 people in the store. There's a thousand cars in the parking lot. She's in the middle of Florida, you know, United States. This lady knows right now, she could go to anybody in the store and be like, look, you call the cops right now, this fucker, I'm getting my ass beat, I'm being kidnapped, whatever, and we would stop what we're doing and we would call 911 and say, this lady needs help. So I said, the fact she's not doing that, obviously she's choosing to live this way as well. And that's kind of what I said to myself, like, all right, that's not my business and just leave it alone. And so... It, it was interesting reading going back to the article because it kind of brought me the similar feeling when I saw the image of the of the swimsuit and the lady covered in head to toe in a swimsuit. You know, my mm-hmm. first reaction as an American is, "Damn, that looks uncomfortable. Poor woman." Who's like, making just, like, her do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I and mean, she's like, like, like I feel like why is she gotta be wrapped in a blanket at the beach in black, you know, it's hot as shit. Like I'm thinking about all that. Yeah. And then like, like, but then the other side of me is like, you know what? That ain't my business. That's how they deal with their religion and their belief system. As long again, as long as they don't impose it on me and my family, you know, it's not my place to comment. And I think what it shows us, like we've talked about other things with these big companies like Nike the fact that they're doing this Mm -hmm. means that they've already done the studies that there's a demand for it. They're going to make money on it. And -hmm. the second thing that reminded me reading this article that, that we were looking at is it reminded me that Islam is like a couple hundred years behind Christianity and Judaism. Yeah, maybe not
0: oh. even a couple hundred years. Because oh, yeah. I started thinking about Christianity, it literally is a few hundred years behind. Yeah, and, exactly. and and
1: I just started thinking about like pictures I've seen of women in like the 1920s and the 19 teens. Like let's say a hundred years ago, literally. Yeah, in the United States, in bathhouses and in, and yeah. in beaches, and women had to wear pants at the beach back yeah, then. It wasn't much different, remember? and and yeah, and remember in the 1800s, I think it was like like you, women were not even allowed to show their ankles. Like that was seen as yes. a sexual thing if a woman. So I'm just saying that it seems like we're, you know, it's like a, a joke I've said before that time is ill-matic, like Nas, mm-hmm. that we're in the earth at the same time, all of us, 8 billion people, but there's some of us that are living in different time periods. Like friends of mine that were in Afghanistan in the war, they would tell me like, look, Afghanistan's like 150 years ago in the United States. Mm-hmm. They would say, it's like you went in a time machine. Mm. You know, in those mountains, they're herding goats, there's no electricity. And it's just, but they're still living in 2000, whatever, you know, in the year 2000, whatever it was. And I look at this a similar way that, okay, our, our culture, our society, and thus our religions have advanced in a certain way, in a progressive way, where we no longer look at a woman in a bikini as somehow a violation of religious, at least most people, I would say. Um, You still have some strong conservative and Jewish folks, uh, sorry, conservative Christians and Jewish folks who may not want to see a woman uncovered. But for most of those two religions, most people are pretty moderate when it comes to stuff like that. And I would say Islam, I think the majority of Muslims are actually moderate, um, but they still have this very strong um, conservative strain in Islam uh, that still requires some women to kind of be covered like this. And just reading this article reminded me of that, like, you know what? We shouldn't point too many fingers because we were once like this too, in a sense.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, well, there's two, I think, two key points um, that you bring out. One is that you can't let your initial reaction to things, like you're, sometimes, and then the the famous words of Tunde Ogunlana, sometimes people are human beings too. (laughs) And so seeing something you're not accustomed to seeing can create a visceral reaction you know and so and you shouldn't be ashamed of that or you know like it's it's not your initial reaction that defines the person you are you know like you you you, i mean obviously your initial reaction shouldn't be to be violent or something or say anything but your initial gut when you see it if you're not used to seeing it then it's going to cause that and so i think it's it's instructive of the kind of person you are which is you know like a, a good thing it reflects very very well on you but you're able to have that initial reaction and then say oh Actually, yeah, that's just my gut initial reaction. That's, this isn't a big deal, you yeah. know? And so to be able to move past that, because honestly, I've had this discussion with friends. Like people say, oh, it just makes me kind of feel a little, you know, a little. I don't like seeing that, you know, the, the hijab or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, look, man, you can say that, but I'm sure there are plenty of white folks that when they see, you know, a, a black person as a CEO of a company or a black guy as a quarterback of a football team or a black guy as president of the United States, they're like, oh, I'm just not used to seeing that. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And we expect them to say, okay, yeah, you're not used to seeing it. It makes you feel uncomfortable initially, but you got to move on. You know, like this is this the is United States. That's something that can happen if you believe in the things that we say we believe in. And so it's the same thing, though. It's, it's because you're not used to seeing. If you saw it all the time, you wouldn't even notice it anymore. And yeah. so that being able to, to move past that initial discomfort of just seeing something different is important. And when you live in a, a tolerant society, when you live in a, a, plural, a pluralistic society where people, everybody is not, you know, monolithic. Yeah. Um, the second piece is, you know, where you're saying, "Hey, I'm wondering if, you know, is this consensual? Is this something that somebody's making somebody do?" And now I, I wouldn't have as extreme as, as, as reaction as you, but I think your reaction is legitimate. We're just like, "Yo." who's making her do this? Like they must be making her do other stuff. Like we just start wondering because that is so foreign to us. And and honestly, we do associate, um, the, 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 that type of stuff in Christianity with like, cause the times we're talking about where women were forced to wear, like to cover up like that and stuff. They weren't great. Women didn't have a lot of rights in those scenarios. You know, women would get beat in in the United States and they couldn't like the law wouldn't help them. You know, like the police show up and it's like, Oh no, no. So, there's a time in our country's history where the rights uh, and, and the, just the freedoms of women was not respected. And so you wonder like, you was, you wonder like oh, but that being said, um, you know, it, it is tied to a belief system. And so if that's the belief system, then, yeah, as long as you're not forcing on other people, um, I don't have to, to, to buy into it or anything like that. And it, that's what you know, makes your life more fulfilling. Um, then there you go. So I would say that it's increased tolerance, but more so from the standpoint of not consciously, but just unconsciously, because it's not as it's not new. It's not as new anymore. You know? yeah. like if, once you have in the athletic competitions, people wearing them, then seeing people in the bayless it was just not as big of a deal anymore. And so that's kind of why you oftentimes get the, 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 the arc of progress going the way it does is because what's shocking initially is less shocking two years, three years later, you know, and yeah. so you, people just kind of move on. So yeah, and that's um, true,
1: and and I think um, another thing that was interesting because you're right, and and a lot of this just comes down to to, to kind of our own psychology and our ability to 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 um, like you said, just really understand uh, just history. That's why I think education is important because if you if you understand that at one point whatever group you're in or what you group religion whatever it is that you're a part of well if you know that historically you had some of that baggage on your side too then you kind of it's just a little bit easier to understand okay well they're not like subhuman or abnormal or anything like they're just working through those issues in this period of time that's true that's true and um and um and some point of 200 years maybe they're enlightened and there's either a different group that's that's not as enlightened or maybe my group is back to being less enlightened like who knows yeah. And so yeah. it's um <clears throat> it's an interesting point. The last point on that that I have, which I just found interesting, as something that that I hadn't thought about, was they were interviewing some lifeguards and all that, and they were saying how the traditional way, when some of these Muslim women went to the beach, they had these what are called modesty outfits, which I guess were all head-to-toe stuff. But they were saying it was it was like a, a hazard when they were going the ocean because the material was so heavy. Oh no. And that women would be drowning or, you know, things like that. Oh and I just goodness, thought, man, I just, this is something I never thought of. Yeah. So it was part of the article where Nike, did. they went into like, you know, what kind of materials they use, you know, to make them lighter, to make them dry quickly when they got out, out of the water and all that. So it just was interesting to see, like, this is a whole... It's a whole world that I've never even thought of or you know, thought that. Deep yeah. In. Yeah. You know,
0: well, there are eight, 8 billion things. people, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we wouldn't I have to space it on green
0: for all the, all the issues you got to solve for all the different people. So, yeah. well, no, I mean, it, it, either way, you know, it's just interesting, you know, the lack of reaction and then also just the, the evolution, you know, like. It, it, and so it's definitely something that uh, we took note of, um, you know, another topic. Um, that I know you uh, you were banging the table on, and I also think it was a significant, um, you know, significant again something to keep an eye on uh, was Iran, Russia, and China uh, doing some cooperative military operations down in yeah. you what know, was at the Indian Ocean, um, you know, like that's it, it, you know, just with the the tensions that are simmering under the surface um, and. The, you know, like the, 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 the leadership that, that we have that doesn't seem to be very measured or for, you know, that doesn't have much foresight. Um, I know that, that can make you kind of uncomfortable or, or worried. You know, what, what do you see there?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, I don't know, the geopolitics today is fascinating. We're, we're clearly, um, something is going on that we're leaving the 70 years post-World War II structure and we'll probably in 10, 20 years have a different structure. Uh, what does that mean for the United States? I don't know it's good or bad but it just looks like we're in a transition so yeah that struck out to me as a big news event for the month that didn't get a lot of attention with everything else going on um which is uh this is the first time iran has participated in any joint military exercise with another country since their revolution in 1979 oh wow and the fact that it was with russia and china you know again we're the united states and our adversaries are russia and iran north korea China, I don't think we consider an adversary in terms of really negative, but we know that they're competition. They're a um, rival. You um, know, like, yeah, they're a threat right, yeah. to us in a certain way economically and, and also um, militarily with all the islands they're building in the Pacific Ocean and all that. So just again, and, and, and none of, no, this is another example where I feel like, man, nothing makes sense what I'm seeing just in the big picture. So Russia attacks the United States in our election and all the stuff that we all know has happened and has been acknowledged by people, even the president himself has acknowledged that Russia meddled quote unquote in the election. Um, then we've got China who we got a trade war with. Again, we're not an enemy of China, but we're kind of not their friend and all that. We got all the economic stuff going on. And then you got Iran who there was a, a, a deal that the Obama administration put together to keep them from building nuclear stuff. And a lot of the criticism was that we gave Iran back like a billion and a half dollars of their own money that we seized back in 1979 when all that broke out. And to, for all intents and purposes, they were abiding by the agreement. And the Trump administration last year pulls out of the agreement. And I feel yeah, like well, he wanted
0: to pull out because it was an Obama accomplishment. Yeah, correct. No, so I feel like. Now,
1: Iran has a reason to run into the arms of Russia and China because they no longer, they can say to their, their hardliners, they can now say, okay, maybe you guys were right. The United States was not to be trusted. And I just feel like, you know, we had a down payment of a billion and a half dollars that kept this country to seem like they were following the rules and in check. And now they're doing joint exercises with Russia and China. They've, they've, we have not retaliated to them shooting down one of our drones, we have not retaliated to what we said was them attacking the Saudi Arabian oil field, we did not respond to them bombing a tanker, from a British tanker in the Strait of Hormuz, and now we're not going to respond to them doing military drills with China and Russia, or, you know, and, and, and I don't know what's going on with Russia, are we trying to cozy up to them or not? So I just look at it as, again, this is why I feel like it was a big deal for the month, because it's another example that there's something going on on the geopolitical
0: scene. And I can't put my finger on it, but well, it's, it's just, our dwindling influence um, is definitely, refer, you know, represents that, you know, yeah. like our dwindling influence. And I don't think you need to, to sidestep it in terms of, you know, Russia and China um the 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 reason why we always need to be skeptical and and see them as a as a threat or a potential threat is because the mortal enemy of an authoritarian state is a free state. The, the free states weaken by their very presence weaken authoritarian states and yeah. authorita- authoritarians know this. And so this is why they don't want free states around them. You know and so we are this big free state, you know, the, the Super huge economy. And so, as long as we're out there, it gives hope to other people to establish free states. And so, if we descend out, if we lose, if we're no longer a free state anymore, it, it strengthens the hand of China, it strengthens the hand of Russia, where you have these people believe in and buy into one party rule. Um, and that's the dangerous. Oftentimes you see how the Republicans talk about how they want one party. They don't want to, to any kind of shared power between political parties. It's just Republicans. If Republicans don't do it, it's not legitimate. That's that's worrisome. That's that's speak of authoritarians. Uh, that's how authoritarians talk. And, and, and so and, and that and we don't yeah. have to dance around it. They don't have our best interests in mind when they're doing these operations. When like we're over here threatening Iran and everything. And then Russia and China show up, say, hey, let's do some joint military ops. And Iran's like, cool. Like this is stuff that is about us, you know. Like and, and
1: that and look, that I was going to make a joke, which because it's the spirit of uh, Star Wars with the la- la- latest uh, thing coming out was basically this no is spoiler, the Jedi. Man,
0: if you guys do a drop a spoiler, you better
1: say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no spoilers, but this is the Jedi versus the Sith. I mean, it's the idea that this is why Emperor Palpatine didn't like the Jedi, right? Because yeah. they were kind of a threat to his ultimate authority over the galaxy, or whatever. And um, and I think that you're right. And, and, and that's really what I think. It's hard to explain all this in five minutes, but really, <laughs> I think that's what the goal was with the original Iran deal by the Obama administration. I want to be very clear. This isn't me trying to kiss the Obama administration's butt or whatever. And, you know, that saying that they were so great. What I'm saying is we have to make choices to make in certain situations. We have just been through 20 years of escapades in the Middle East, Iraq, Afghanistan. They're costly, we spend trillions of dollars, we lose lives, all that. So in trying to deal with Iran in 2015, 2016, the Obama administration felt that, okay, maybe we don't go to war here. If we can negotiate a way to keep these guys in a box and and it works, then we'll consider that a success. And to your point, it takes, though, a certain level of faith also in... The Iranians in their system to say, you know, like meaning their moderates in their government and their society saying to the hardliners, you guys calm down for a minute. Let's try this with America and see if it works. And you're right. The best gift that was ever given to Russia and China and authoritarian regimes like that was when the Trump administration just summarily pulled out of the deal. Yeah. Because again, sometimes people are human beings too, right? (laughs) So again, if, if you are a type of person that thinks like all of us are equal as humans, then you gotta appreciate that Iranian people are emotional. They have an ego and they have pride in their empire, the Persian empire and whatever, you know, their history. And so if they feel disrespected by America because we pull out of a deal that they also on their side had to figure out how to make happen internally,
0: then and people put their neck on the line. People, you know, moderates put their neck on the line. Correct. The moderates put in. their
1: neck on the line in that country and all that. So, of course, they're going to run. Now, the moderates have no strength within, within Iran. They all are like probably shooed to the wayside. And the hard, hardliners are saying, you see, America wasn't to be trusted and let's run to Russia and China. And it's, that's why I said, I don't know how this plays out. Um, obviously, it's too early to tell, but. It clearly this is just a weird this is not the system that we've been used to for our lives, you know, the last yeah. 40, 50 years. And yeah. um, you know, so I think that's it. I, I could go on and on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we may have to do a follow-up on it, you know, because yeah, yeah this so. is one of those to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, it's an area where we've attempted to exert influence. And then until we stopped trying to, you know, it went much different than Syria. You know, we were trying to play a role now in Iran. We were able to do it without sending our troops, though. So it, it's you know, it's, it's worrisome when we stop trying to, 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 to try to keep things from escalating, you know, in various I places that's can what,
1: quick. And, and I think that's where, I mean, you know, to the audience and to those of us out there, I mean, it's not about the president or about even our government decision is what are we about as people, as Americans? Because I think the problem that I'm seeing, at least in the last 20 years is, yeah, I think it's great that we have a, a, an election for president every four years. But what happens is we we keep like fighting the last battle, and we, we lurch from these different things. So everybody was tired of Clinton and and being a you know the sexual guy, right? So then <laughs> they, they, they no, but then they lurched to Bush because he was the values guy, he was the Christian guy, and all that. But then Bush ends up doing the cowboy stuff in Iraq, and you know the financial crisis and all that. So then we got tired of Bush. And we said, okay, we want somebody smart now. We don't want a cowboy. And we, we then we elect a professor, you know, that's a, that's a nerd in Obama, who is the opposite of Bush, that he doesn't want to go to war and go on all his escapades. And so then
0: he doesn't. He has a hard time being assertive and getting stuff done. Yeah, but then he does exactly
1: what people wanted in way, which is he didn't go into Syria. You know, when they used the chemical weapons, he had the restraint there. He didn't go and start bombing Iran and doing all that. he he, he made a deal. And then everybody calls him a pussy, and then we get Trump, and it's and, and then with Trump we're not really sure because he talks like a cowboy, but then you know he, he he doesn't really actually strike in a lot of times. Like I said, that Iran did some things. Like I thought when they shot down our drone, I thought, like, man, these guys they're about to get it. Then he's like, oh well, I'm not going to do it because I might kill 100 people. I'm thinking, yeah, but that's war, dude. And um and then and then and then you know the thing pulling out of Syria and all this. So. I feel like as a nation, we're not sure what do we want to do? Do we want to emotionally go scorch the earth and, and, and talk tough and be these big, big cowboy guys like John Wayne just to make ourselves feel good? But then when we get into these situations, we don't like that our boys are dying overseas and that we're spending all this money. Or do we want to negotiate and not have these, these, these physical, like, um, you know, kinetic wars, really, and have these deals. But then when we had to deal with a country like Iran
0: because we're suspicious of Iranians, then it's a bad deal. No, I don't, I don't I just I think, think you are reading too much into that. Like Trump got out of that, not on the merits, but he got out of that because he didn't want, they, they tried to undo everything Obama did.
1: No, I know, and but so, what I'm saying is, you're right about that. But what, that's what I'm saying, forget about Trump. We're Americans, but most Americans that I talk to Think that it was fine to get out of the Iran deal
0: only because Trump did it. I mean, like yeah. again, like you're. But that's you're what I'm re- saying about not thinking. They're too not deep knowledgeable there. on, and that nor would they be. They elect their leaders to be knowledgeable about this stuff. Your point is well taken that we keep lurching back and forth. It's not, but see, it's just that's the the nature of a partisan nation that doesn't have much recognized shared interest anymore. Like everybody's yeah. fighting against each other. We're we're not looking at like and and you know you go back. 70 years, we all were like, hey, let's make sure we prevent another massive global conflict where millions and mi- tens of millions of people die. Everybody in America was on the same page with that for the most part. You know, so that was a shared value that everybody could act on administration after administration. So your point is well taken with that. Like now there is no no, no value that maintains from, from, you know, administration to administration, like, Hey, we got to make sure that this happens or that this doesn't happen. But, you know, again, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of those topics we can get into and go forever. So I, I'd lo- I'd want to, yeah. you know, we, we, will move <laughs> off of that for now. Um, one other topic I wanted to bring up, um, and I guess in this scenario, um, we, we finish on a lighter note and that is, uh, probably one of the biggest stories of the month from an entertainment standpoint was Eddie Murphy returning to Saturday yeah. live, you know, with the show he saved. And he returned for the first time in, what, 35 years and, you know, hosting. And one thing in particular, now the show was great. You know, check it out, you know, on YouTube. It, it was, you know, it was funny. I mean, it was edgy, but that's Eddie, you know, at least has Eddie, you know, SNL Eddie. Um, but one thing, we, we tend to always, you know, raise an eyebrow. Like, we, it doesn't seem like people can take a joke anymore. Whether whether jokes are, are are pretty tame or not, but uh, Eddie Murphy what, during his appearance, he he uh, he had a joke about Bill Cosby. You know, just saying, "Hey, you know, you go back to thirty five years ago or whatever, and who would ever thought that I'd be, you know, boring dad, you know, boring stay at home dad, and Bill Cosby would be in jail, and you know, like that." So it's a joke, you know, and then you know it was funny, and you know you move on. Well, Bill's Bill Cosby's people were angry. And they're coming back calling this dude a Hollywood slave and all this other stuff. I'm just like, yo, man, it's, it's a joke. You know, he's a you comedian. Know. You're a comedian. You know, like, what, what is it with people that, like, we just don't do jokes anymore Listen, in our society? I, I bet
1: if they told the truth, I bet you Bill Cosby laughed when he heard that shit. <laughs> 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 You're probably watching that monologue thinking that's <laughs> some of the bitch. You probably smiled, right?
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's funny. Like, that is like Eddie Murphy you know, like, so it, it's 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 funny, like objectively funny. So, yeah, I mean, it So it just tripped me out, though. Like, well, wasn't that an extreme reaction, though? Like, yo, you go all the way down. Like, why don't you come back with a joke? You know, like, why you come back? Hollywood slave, you know, like, that, that's well, pretty you know, extreme.
1: So it's, uh, it's funny because and I know we talked about this because I didn't watch Saturday Night Live live that night on that Saturday night. So when we talked about doing this part of the show here, I had to go back and get on watch YouTube the clips. Watch yeah, I
0: watched it, and you know? I mean, I, yeah. I, I wanted to see that,
1: but yeah. No, and so you know, I had to go watch it on YouTube. You know, just to, yeah. to you know, I didn't watch it live, so I'm I'm over there like preparing myself for. I wonder what is going to be said, type of thing, you know? Yeah, you saw the and, reaction and before you saw
0: the, right, the, yes, the yeah, because I saw the
1: reaction yeah. and I see the monologue and I hear that joke and I thought the same thing. I right, that's funny, and then so I. I, I watched all the other skits thinking, okay, so where's this big Cosby thing? And then when I didn't see anything else, I thought, damn, that monologue thing is what they made all this hair <laughs> about. And, and, but it's funny because I think it, again, it goes back to the conversation we even had at the beginning where we were talking about the totally different topic of people need attention, man, and how they react to things, right? Like we talked mm-hmm. about how the president reacted to the evangelical uh, article and, and, and was really more telling than the article itself. And I think this was a great example of the same thing. How Cosby's people reacted was such a telling thing that they, I just felt like, man, you guys so need to be back in the spotlight. You so have, you know, so much of an ax to grind. Uh, there's such a different way that they could have responded to this and maybe a way that would have been seen as more positive that could have gotten them a little bit of a, way to have kind of get back into the public conversation. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. And, um, I didn't think about that. And, and, I, and I see this, I highlighted one of the last, um, it says uh, Cosby's publicist said he hoped Murphy would be, and there's the quotes, amenable to having a meeting of the minds conversation to discuss ways in which their collective platforms could be used to enhance black people further, rather than bringing all of us down together. And I thought, what a piece of shit statement that looks so desperate. <laughs> they, like, they're, they're over there crying foul on Eddie Murphy with the end guy saying, Let's have a meeting of the minds conversation. So, you want Eddie Murphy now to go to Bill Cosby and say, Hey, man, we need to talk and all this? Let's screw that shit.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking like, now I'll love Eddie Murphy after seeing all this. Yeah, like, I mean, and Bill Cosby, like, he, he's done, though. Like, you, you can't That's do what, I mean. what he he's accused done. of doing and then come back to us from any moral superiority. And honestly, and, I,
1: and this is where. Look, we all have a responsibility of integrity and doing the right thing and calling ourselves as individuals out when we Mm -hmm. do wrong. Like if I do something wrong, I got to admit it. Um, But also our own groups that we belong to and people and all that. And I feel like this is an example where I look at this whole reaction from Cosby's camp and I don't understand why they're trying to bring this, you know, to enhance black people rather than bringing us down together.
0: Yeah, well, like, we're not going down together. Like Cosby was the one that, that was drugging people. You know, look, like, exactly. That's like, that didn't bring black well, folks down. You
1: drugging women and having sex with them asleep.
0: Yeah, like that like, doesn't that's bring, not, bring like, black let's, folks Let's down. all
1: get over this. It's just like the R. Kelly thing, and I'm tired of people that saying, "Oh, well, they don't. They didn't do Harvey Weinstein like this." Yes, they did. Harvey Weinstein's a pariah who's never going to work in Hollywood again, and nobody. Nobody that's serious takes how Harvey Weinstein serious anymore because of what he did and what he was found out to have done. Bill Cosby is the same way, and Bill Cosby should go away. And, if, and again, if they would respond to something like this maybe differently, maybe the right response, if they wanted to be public at all, would have been, yeah, Bill saw it and was laughing. He agrees 30 years ago. Who, who would have ever
0: thought that? Murphy will be a boring stay-at-home dad, or he could use it as a, an opportunity to show some contrition. You know, like, hey, you know, like because that, like it, from his standpoint, yeah, like he doesn't have like people aren't looking at him for any type of you know I, we don't need guidance from him on how to how to help black folks. You know, like yeah. like at this point, he needs to be worried about trying to, to 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 like like we talked about earlier, like show some repentance. Like what he did was bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's no, it's not a black issue. That's a him issue, exactly. So, like, don't don't come to us with that. Like, you know, you you need to, you know, like tell us, you know, or show us how you you don't stand for that anymore or whatever. And I was wrong. And don't worry, like Eddie Murphy didn't do that. So yeah. don't. If he makes a joke about it and it's funny and it's not like an overly personal or crazy joke or anything like that, it's just it's a. It's but, it, but, it, but, it, but the funny thing jokes. was, it's a true joke. That's why, it was yeah. Fun.
1: Because I get, I'm thinking about it, because in context, enough, it's hilarious. Yeah, we're old enough that we grew up with the Cosby Show and the Hux, Doctor Huxtable, and all that. So, and and we grew up at the same decade with Delirious and Raw and Eddie Murphy with you know Beverly Hills Cop and being that guy. So it's like, of course it's funny because he's right. Thirty five years ago in 1984, who would have thought that Bill Cosby is in jail for re- drugging and a rape and sixty plus women? And and I mean, I know that he's not in jail for every single one of those, but, you know, well, that's but what in jail
0: generally forget what he's correct. in jail for. And like, that Eddie Murphy
1: the, has 10 kids, has basically not been in the spotlight for 20 years because he'd been a stay at
0: home dad chilling. Yeah. So I that mean, is, and that's the like, thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Bill, Eddie Murphy is now the exact image of what Bill Cosby put out that he yeah. was. And but apparently Bill Cosby was the one wilding out. When Eddie Murphy was using too many N words and cusses for me, you know it's.
1: it's, uh, And I know we got to wrap up soon. You just said something that I wanted to hit on, and um, you just said it, and you said it in a way that I wanted to stop. What a great um, thing you just said, because it's an example, a true life example of we never really know what's going on with people, and you, you, all of us should be careful of any type of judgment we make of anybody, whether they're famous or just in our personal life or whatever. Because you're right. Who would have thought in the 80s that Bill Cosby was doing this shit? Yeah. And we would have all thought that Eddie Murphy would end up being the guy that said, you know, just a crazy idiot by the time he's at this point. You know, maybe that, he, that we might have thought that Bill Cosby might not have even made it, that he might have ended up drugged out or something. And it's funny that they just matured as different, you know, in different ways as different men. And, and this is where they both are at this point in their lives 35 years later. And so I think we all need to look at, you know, people in our lives and just, you know, just, just not try and think that we know everything so much um, and, 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 and just look at people kind of, I guess, maybe for who and what they are in a sense
0: for what we know at the time. Yeah, and not, we tend not, to want to make people two-dimensional, you know, yeah. like just good or bad. You know, and, and and yeah, there needs to be you know like a conscious effort needs to be made more to, to make to, to to allow people to be three dimensional. You know, like you have but, good things. You know, Real quick,
1: because I know we're getting. I just when I was reading online, just some articles about the show. Um, I just found a lot of pushback too from uh, some black audiences that felt that like the you know black jeopardy and some of these topics. Were um, like degrading the black people, and it was interesting, you know. Just for, I guess, generationally, for me, because I, it's not that I find that stuff funny or not necessarily. It just was more that I'm used to seeing that type of comedy because that's what the comedy used to be yeah. in the '80s and the early '90s. Like there was a lot of self-deprecating humor in the black community, um, yeah. and some of it I found funny, and some of it I didn't at the time, actually. And I just felt the same way watching it here, but what I, what I felt like, there's a whole young generation of black Americans that never really seen that type of culture. Yeah. In today's world, you know, people under 35, I think, depending on how they grew up and where, um, it's, it's just interesting.
0: And, well, and I mean, it, I'll tell you this, that's one of those things where when it's in, if that was just in a, a like a comedy special that only blacks watched or, you know, that like was targeted to blacks, people, you would hear that less. But when, anytime you put it on mainstream stuff, people get a little little antsy about it. And yeah, I mean, I, I it, they're jokes. I mean, they are, like, offensive, you know? But that's kind of the point, you know? And then Eddie Murphy is edgy. Like, that was Eddie, yeah. like, in the 80s. Like, Eddie is... Like, he'll say some stuff. you would be like, ooh. So, yeah, it may not be your thing. But, yeah, like, that's kind of, like, everything is not going to be for everybody, you know? So, you yeah. don't like it. Cool. You, you you can diss it, you know, whatever. But that doesn't mean that, you know, like, it shouldn't have been there. You know, he's going to get out there. He's going to get out there and do, do what he's going to do. And, you know, like, that's comedy. Sometimes, you know, it comedy crosses lines because comedy's supposed to be on the line and, and maybe a little over. And so, like, those are kind of, like in the same way that those people are, have a right to say that stuff, we come back and say, yeah, man, you're taking it too seriously, it's comedy. Yeah, exactly, Eddie Murphy has a right to make bad jokes, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or offensive jokes, you know, like, it's, yeah. that's what it is, you know? And so that's kind of society, and, you know, that's something like, there's always, like, it's jokes about everybody, you know, yeah. it's not like he's just going in on one person or one group. Um so yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap this episode here. Please subscribe, rate, review us. We definitely appreciate you all taking some time to join us as we go in on some of these topics. Definitely check out part two of this discussion, which we'll release as episode 12 in a couple of days. So and you know, until next time, I'm James Keys. And I'm Tunde Gamana. Thanks for joining us.